Oh, with that sick ass intro, what is good, boys? This is your boy Ray Ray coming at you with episode three of Fat Boy Takes. How are you, ladies and gentlemen, doing this fine afternoon? I hope you are all doing well. I have a beer opened right now. It is pretty damn fucking good. Stone's Revengeful Spirit Imperial IPA. It is delicious. I recommend all of you try it. It's pretty fucking good. All right, let's fucking get down to it, boys. Uh, today, uh, basically, I'm gonna tell you guys why I don't. I'm just been talking about NBA free agency lately. Cause I'm gonna be honest with you, motherfuckers, dude. I don't like fucking baseball. I fucking hate baseball. I'm sorry if you don't like that. I don't give a fuck. I just don't like baseball. I don't find it interesting. I'm sorry. Maybe it's gonna understand it, but it's just not for me. So that's why I don't really talk about baseball. I haven't been talking about fantasy football yet, cause it's kind of like in the air. It's not close enough yet but it's coming i'm gonna start talking about it soon and i'm gonna have a couple of guests on the show i know a doctor that motherfucking doctor gonna help me with all the do injury reports and stuff i really do know a doctor by the way um with that being said uh, i haven't really been talking about football either because nothing's really happened uh camps are, are about to start up soon so maybe you know we can start talking about that because the camps are starting up so i'll start talking about that soon with that being said that motherfucker melvin gordon just asked to get an extension he wants to get paid bef- he's trying to be on that lady on bell shit my man has not played a full season he's always missed games so that's like a big i don't know man i don't know if we pay if the chargers should pay the guy and it kind of sucks that he's doing that shit right now because I feel like the Chargers have a, a really good shot of being contenders this year. It's like I feel like it's either it's this year or never for the Chargers because think about it. The Chiefs are going to have to retool. They lost Kareem Hunt. They, they're in danger of losing Tyreek Hill depending on what goes down with all that court shit. So their competition is, is like hurting right now. And we don't know how good the Pats are going to be. I know you. we all know the Pats are going to be good. They're always good. They always find a way to win. But I think if the Chargers are going to win a Super Bowl, this is the year. So it kind of sucks that Melvin Gordon is laying this shit on that team right now. I'm not saying Melvin Gordon doesn't deserve an extension. I think Melvin Gordon is a good running back. It just kind of sucks that he's kind of doing this now. Because it's like the Chargers are at a good place right now. Like They can legit try to win a Super Bowl this year, so it really sucks that he's doing it now that he's like, well, I might sit out the whole season, blah, 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 blah. I just think that sucks. But I'm never going to be against somebody getting their money. You know, we all got to get paid. It is what it is. That's how life goes. You got to get that money when you can get it, dude. But fuck it. Hopefully he gets paid. Hopefully they pay him because I think the Chargers have a good shot at winning a Super Bowl this year. Uh, that's all the football news I have today. To be honest, nothing's really going down. Yep. And yeah, back to NBA free agency. Sorry, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Back to free agency. Uh, fucking snooze fest. Fuck this boring ass motherfucker and his NBA free agency. <sighs> nah, nah. Wake the fuck up. Let's talk about NBA free agency. Number one. I know I'm late about talking about Kawhi choosing the Clippers over the Lakers. I know I'm late. Your boy was camping with the fam, so I couldn't really do a pod. I really wanted to do one, but you know I have. You know, if you ever been camping, you know there's no fucking receptions in the fucking campsite. You're literally fucked. It's like, well, 
gotta turn off your phone. Can't do shit. Oh, about that though. So, Kawhi choosing the Clippers. Man, that shit came out of left field. Everybody thought the Lakers and Raptors were the frontrunners. That like shocked everybody, even, including myself. I really thought he was going to be a Laker. It was it was seeming that way. But, man, that man kept everything low-key. He did not say shit to anybody. Nobody leaked anything. All I remember is, like, when I was camping, all I remember is getting this this text, like, at midnight, saying, like, holy shit, like, Kawhi to the Clippers. And then I get, like, this update. For some weird reason, I was able to get, like, one bar on 4G. On 4G. Four fucking crappy-ass G. I get, like, one bar, and that one bar allowed me... To get like a notification saying that Paul George was going with him to be a Clipper, and and yeah, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of drunk. I was drinking some Jaeger with with the with my bro-in-law, so I was kind of fucked up. So I was kind of like, oh shit, that's fucking sick, dude, that's crazy. And then uh, you know your boy was trying to open the the notification. And it's like, yo, fuck you, dude. You only have one bar, dude. What do you think you're doing? You ain't opening this. So, yeah, I couldn't see anything. So, I was like, damn, this kind of sucks. But whatever. Fuck it. Back on the topic. Um, I ended, I had to go to the store the next day, which is like a 15-minute drive from camp. And then, you know, it, since it's in the city, you know, there's reception. So, then I got reception. I basically opened it up. And then I was just like, damn, this really is fucking happening. Holy shit. This is crazy. Good job, Kawhi. He ended up in L.A. like he wanted to, so good for him. And he ended up there with PG-13, which is pretty cool. But, man, did the Clippers pay up the wazoo for that man, dude? Jesus Christ. It was like, what, eight first-round picks? I'm just like, shit, I hope you win a chip because, goddamn, if you don't win one, oof, you gave up so much to get that man. Oh. But, man, I guess what you got to do what you got to do to get Kawhi. Best player in the league. They had to do it. All right, so with that being said, they get Kawhi. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I am not going to jump on the bandwagon like everybody else that's saying, like, the Clippers are going to win it or the Lakers are going to win it because I think, still think it's all up in the air. You, There's no way of saying that these teams are, like, the, are like the definite two that are going to meet in the Western Conference Finals. I feel... Like, there's still really, really, really good teams out there, like, in the West. I think the Nuggets are great. Like, I don't think they – I think that's a good team. I think that team's going to come back even better this season. I, I'm also still very big on the Warriors. So, to me, the West is like a four-team race. It's literally the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Yeah, I understand the whole Kawhi's the best player in the NBA. LeBron's like a top three player in the NBA. And so is, is Anthony Davis for the Lakers. But my whole thing is that the thing that those two teams, the Clippers and the Lakers, have in common is that if one of their superstars goes down for the season, their fucking season is done. I don't. It don't matter what anybody says. There is no way in hell Kawhi will win the West by himself on the Clippers if PG PG thirteen goes down, or or if Kawhi goes down. I don't see PG thirteen uh, getting to the championship or winning a championship by himself. Same goes for the Lakers. I don't see them winning a championship without one of their superstars. The Lakers might be just a little bit more equipped like to survive like a big injury, 
But if it's like a season-ending injury, I don't think they'll they'll be able to win the championship with that one of their superstars. I know a lot of you Laker fans are like really, really high on Kyle Kuzma, but I'm not really high on that guy for the simple fact that when he was when LeBron last year went down, him and Ingram did not show the fuck up. They did not. They weren't like, "Yo, man, I'm putting the team on my fucking back, and I'm gonna." I know LeBron's fucked up or whatever. I know. He's got a messed up groin. Let me put the, the this team on my back and carry them. He ended up losing to like the Suns, the Hawks, so all these sub five hundred teams. And like I don't know, I'm not that big on that guy for that simple fact. That was him and Ingram's time to prove themselves was right then and there. Like, yo, we gotta hold down the fort. Our best players down. I we're playing these garbage ass fucking squads that we should be able to beat, and they just couldn't beat them. So, I don't know. I feel like if Kyle Kuzma does take a a step forward, they have a shot to, like, hold out, like, if somebody gets injured. And I can't talk about – I don't really want to talk about Cousins because it's not really fair for him if, you know, I sit here and shit talk him because the man literally just came back from a really, really fucked up injury. And most of the people that that come back from an Achilles are, are, like, they don't look themselves like until the second season. Like the first season is like a whatever season. It's like okay, I'm getting back on the court. I'm trying to see what I can do, what I can't do. And then the second season is when they really go for it. When you really see if they're about it. So like I can't really be like, yo, I know they got Boogie and Boogie can hold them, hold them down. Because I'm gonna be honest, last year he he looked like like shit, like. Uh, he could not defend the pick and roll at all. He was he was like terrible on the pick and roll. It caused him to get benched because he was so bad defending the pick and roll. So it's kind of like I can't, I don't, I can't be like, oh, Boogie's gonna gonna hold him down if one of these dudes goes down. We can't really say that because you know it's like that season that that injury he came back from. That's that's a tough injury. Kobe was like the one of the only players that semi came back from that injury. Okay, so like. And also remember, Demarcus Cousins is a big man. Like he's a center. Like Kobe ain't a big ass dude like him. So who knows? You know, it's more weight on that, on that Achilles. But uh, we'll see how the the season pans out. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm one of those dudes that I'm gonna pump the brakes. I'm not saying either of those teams are like the definite winners of the chip next year or like. Because you just never know. And also, what what if they have chemistry issues? Like, yeah, the the Clippers might not have that issue for the simple fact that they're just adding Kawhi and PG-13. And also, their coach is a great coach. Like, great coach. So you know that team is going to most likely be okay chemistry-wise. But we have no idea if the Lakers are going to be able to get it together or not. Because there, there, is, there is a lot of divas on that team. Uh, Rondo... You know, he's had locker room issues. The Marcus Cousins has locker room issues. We all know about the Marcus Cousins. It's just a lot of people shit talk him. A lot of people say he's like a cancer in the locker room. I'm just saying I've never heard good things about him. Like, in the locker room. I never heard anybody be like, Oh, yeah, man, that the Marcus Cousins guy is a great locker room guy, dudes. Never heard that. So, you know, it's I guess it's up in the air. We'll see. So I'm going to pump the brakes on that whole, oh, the the Clippers and Lakers, one of them is going to be the champs. There's no way of knowing if one of those teams suffers a major injury, that's it. 
Also, if the chemistry isn't there, they might be screwed. Perfect example, Boston last year, super talented team, uh, but they could they just couldn't put the pieces together, and they looked like shit in the second round. Ah, uh, since we're talking about chemistry, how about that CP3 for Westbrook trade? What the fuck? That is a trade right there that does not make any fucking sense in the world to me. Like, it just seems to me that they were like, yo, CP3, we're done, bruh. We keeping James Harden, you piecing the fuck out. Get your ass to the Thunder. Let's get Westbrook on board. To me, I feel like that trade is, is just doesn't make sense because I don't think those two players are going to fit. I just really don't. I just don't think that they're going to fit for the simple fact that both of them are the t- are players that need the, the ball in their hands constantly. Uh, James Harden was number one for usage last year. Westbrook was number two for usage. That's That's a big point right there. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you put two players together that need the ball all the time? That's just weird to me. And then another thing about Westbrook, his transition offense is terrible. And then another thing is he he led the league in turnovers. CP3 was like, I think CP3 uh, had 200 less turnovers than him. So that's another thing that doesn't make sense. And then CP3 is a dude that's going to move the ball and pass the ball and look for a better shot. We already know how Westbrook is. It don't ma- I don't care what anybody says. Westbrook will shoot you out of a game. He will not care. He will just keep shooting. He will not look to pass the ball. Yeah, I get my man has had 10 assists. Like He averages a triple-double. But what does it matter if you're getting the triple-double if you're get- catching a fucking fat-ass cell and you're not winning? Come on. You can't be over here averaging a triple-double and losing in the fucking first round. That just... Doesn't make sense. It's like okay, uh, you're getting triple doubles, but but you're losing. That that just doesn't add up to me. And then another thing. So his transition defense, his offense is bad. His he he's an obviously he's one of the worst ISO players in the league. By the way, he actually he is the worst ISO player in the league. So Westbrook is the worst ISO player in the league, and then Harden is the best ISO player in the league. So that's just kind of weird to me. And then another thing is it's um, um, you have the pick and roll. Obviously, you know Harden and CP3 would run the pick and roll. Um, Harden would run it and then uh, CP3 would, would either shoot. Well, they'd pick and pop from three. How is it that you, you, you literally swap two? Pl- so they swap two players, right? Westbrook shoots from three. 31% from three. CP3 shoots 43%. How how does that make any sense? You literally throwing away CP3 like, I don't want this fucking dude. For a dude that shoots worse than him from three. And you're a team that literally chucks up the most threes in the NBA. Why? You literally got a dude that his percentage is lower than... Then CP3s? Like, how does that make any sense? Like, bruh, killing me. So, so that's another thing. And then we know Westbrook's, I hate to say it, Westbrook got low basketball IQ. Simple fact, uh, he the worst transition offense in the league. That shows you that he cannot play fast. 
And then he led he led the league in turnovers. He can't play slow either. He can't play ISO either. Like what what the fuck is the point of this trade? It doesn't make any sense to me. I guess they really wanted to play together. That's the reason they made this trade. It just doesn't add up. Uh hopefully they f- they'll figure something out. I know they're really good friends or whatever and you know Harden was saying he's 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 known them since he was 10. But that that shit don't matter. When you guys are losing games cuz and that's that's another thing. They're going to be losing games and both of those dudes are alphas. Those those fools ain't no fucking beta pussies fucking dudes. These dudes are alphas. These dudes are going to get pissed at each other. They're going to go at each other. Like, so I, I just don't understand this trade. This is one of those trades that was just like, yo, what what the fuck is this trade? Yeah, I guess I, I guess Harden really does not like CP3. I guess all that drama was, was real. Hey, but this is, you also got to blame the fucking GM though. Daryl Morey or whatever the fuck his name. Obviously, it was true that, that, uh, CP3 obviously wanted a trade if it went down like this. It had CP3 had to have requested a trade if it went down like this, because it just doesn't make any sense that they would tra- they would trade him. And what they traded him for is what doesn't make any sense for two fucking first round picks. Like just oh it's cool dude, here you go take this dude two first round picks, and it's just like okay, cool. This is a good well to me I feel it's a good trade for OKC for the simple fact that OKC got a shitload of assets from the Clippers and they got a shitload of assets well they got two two more first round picks from the Rockets so and we all know that for OKC a team like OKC first round picks are like really really valuable cuz nobody's lining up to play there I'm sorry to say it sorry OKC fans nobody pl- wants to play in Oklahoma so your best bet to get another superstar is to draft them or to make like or to try to make a trade kind of like the Raptors did for Kawhi that you know you you package a player and you send them with first round picks and then you get a star like that. But yeah, so okay, I I feel like OKC came up on this on this one. I really don't see the Rockets winning a championship with those two dudes as their pieces. I obviously gave you my reasons that whole the usage is going to be a problem. The whole turnover situation is going to be a problem. The whole shooting 31% from three, you're going to, you went from a guy that shot 43% to 31. That just doesn't make sense. And also, I, I honestly do think that Russ just, I think a lot of the assists he gets are just like, oh, well, you're open right here. Here you go. Here's an assist. Doesn't really mean shit. It's like I said. He he'll he'll stat the he'll pats the stat, the stats and he takes an L. Like there's just tell me this guys like I'm just personally for me I'd rather score twenty points get eight nine assists win the fucking game instead of getting ten assists ten boards twenty points taking an L. I'd rather take the W over the stats any day, but that's just me. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that that. That trade was not a good trade for both of them. Well, it's a good trade for Russ. Obviously, he gets out of OKC. But it's a really, really garbage trade for CP3. CP3 got the short end of the stick. I don't think CP3 stays there. I have a feeling CP3 goes to Miami. They're going to find a way to do it. Um, But how I feel, I think they just sent CP3. They're like, yo, here, dude. Fuck your career, CP3. 
Peace, bro. Do what you got to do. Good luck trying to win a ring, dude. Also, I do not see Houston winning a ring either. 100% just going to throw that out there. No way with those other teams that are in the West. They're probably like the fifth, going to be a fifth or sixth seed. I don't see them. Like, I don't know. I just don't know how that offense is going to work out. And I have, I just don't, I don't know. We're going to see. Well, since we're talking about drama, might as well talk about the Kyrie Boston drama. Um, I don't know if a lot of you guys read up on that, but the rumor was that Kyrie and KD had planned teaming together like a year ago. So, which makes no sense that Kyrie was like, oh man, if you guys plan to have me back, I'm going to be back. He was never going to sign in Boston. According to people, that's what they're saying that they, that supposedly those guys had planned teaming together like a like a year ago, and then Kyrie went on and said that shit. So basically, that's like where it all began. Kyrie gave his promise to the Boston fans that I will resign if you have me. Obviously, they wanted him to resign. Yes, you have those those fans that were gonna shit talk him. You know, there's fans like that everywhere though. Everywhere they will shit talk the best player. They don't care. Like they'll be like, "Oh no, we're fucking losing because this guy." Okay, uh, I can kind of see why Boston fans do not like him. For one, uh, the year prior to this year, um, Boston had the one seed, and Kyrie goes down. Like this, that was the year for Boston. Like they that year, if the if the Celtics have Kyrie. They they smoke the Cavaliers. There's no question about it. If if Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Terry Rozier took LeBron to seven games, imagine if they would have had Kyrie, would have had a closer. They would have smoked the Cavaliers. I'm sorry, I don't give a shit what anybody says. They would have smoked them. It would have been either a five. It would have been five game series, six, six six game series max. So there's there's that one part. You know, your knee was fucked up. When we needed you the most, you couldn't play. Oh, and another thing that Kyrie did that was pretty fucked up. That game seven in Boston, Kyrie was not there. Kyrie was, like, getting some some work done on his teeth or some shit like that. Something like that. So he wasn't there. So that's, like, a, a like one red flag right there. But nobody ever talks about that. Kyrie was not there that game seven. And then blah, 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 blah. Fast forward. Kyrie says that whole, I'm going to sign with you guys. Uh, and this is for, like, ticket holders. Like, it's like a special event Boston has for ticket hold for season pass holders every year. And he says it there. So everybody gets all hyped up. And they're like, yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie, blah, 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 blah. Ah, he's coming back. Hell yeah. And then the season starts. And the season doesn't start very well. Obviously... Uh, they don't get off to the start they wanted. They lose a couple games. It's just like a roller coaster. They lose like six games. They win like seven, eight games. Uh, it's just they win three games. They lose like a game or two to a garbage team. It's just up and down. And then that's when all this, all the BS starts happening. Curry starts coming out with the, uh, I don't know if these guys know what it takes to win. And it's like, how the hell are you gonna say that shit? To these young guys. Jason Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, and then Al Horford. Like, you can't say something like, I don't know if you know what it takes to win. 
when these dudes literally were a quarter away from the finals. How, what do you mean? These these dudes don't know what it takes to win. My man, they're literally one game away from the from making the finals. How the fuck are you going to say that? And mind you, you are not at that game seven. So how are you going to say that to these kids? So that's, and then that's, that's when uh, Jalen Brown's kind of like, yeah, uh, I don't think anybody should be blamed. Everybody, well, not anybody. It's like, I don't think you should be blaming the young guys. It's all our fault. We're a team. We're kind of like all shitting the bed. We're not playing the way we're supposed to. But, you know, Kyrie was always attacking the young guys, always digging at them. And then Jalen comes out and says, like, yo, you got to stop kind of sort of like saying, yo, you got to stop blaming the young kids. You know, you uh, it's all of us. It's not just us. And then time passes, you know, shit's going good. You know, there's an article saying that uh, they've they've had a like a 10 hour flight or something. And the team bonded, like Kyrie bonded with the whole team, playing, playing, like staying up and playing board games with them and stuff. So a report comes out. So everybody thinks shit's cool and dandy. They go on a winning streak. They start winning games again. It's looking really good. And they start losing again. And then the BS comes out. And this time, he, I think the C's lose to the Hornets. And then Kyrie just just like takes a dig at Brad. He says something like, um... I think we should have trapped Kemba more, like how everybody traps him. Kind of like making it seem like Brad didn't know what he was doing. And mind you, like, yeah, he didn't trap him. Maybe he should have trapped him more. But how are you going to come for your coach, you know? Obviously, the coach is a young coach. Probably one of the best coaches in the league. A lot of coaches have a lot of respect for Brad Stevens. So for him to kind of come at Brad, it's kind of like, yo, man, what the fuck is your deal? That kind of fucking sucks. So then whatever, that happens, and then time goes on. Everything seems okay. We The first round of the playoffs come. Uh, the Seas smoke the the Pacers. Um, once this, they smoke the Pacers, you know, they're playing against Giannis in the second round on the Bucks. They win that game one. They played a great game one. You know, Kyrie's distributing. Everything's looking good. Everything looks like it's flowing. They win. Al Horford's a monster defensively that game. And then the second game, they they just get slapped up. And then it's just like, uh, okay, we lost. And then the third game is the same thing. Kyrie shoots bad the second game. He shoots bad the third game. And then he gets interviewed, and then that's when he's like, well, I should keep on shooting more. Like, I don't don't give a fuck if I'm shooting like shit. I'm not going to look to distribute type of thing. I'm just going to keep shooting. Like, it don't matter. I'm just going to keep doing me. Fuck them kids. Fuck these young dudes. It's like, okay, okay. So whatever. We lose. Well, well not we. The Seas lose. Um, they land the Blues in the series. Four to one. Uh, and then season's over, obviously. And that's when all the shit starts coming out. All the, like, oh, oh shit. All the juicy drama starts coming out. Like, the first thing that you hear is, like, oh, uh, Kyrie didn't like living in Boston. And it's like, okay, he didn't like living in Boston. So why did he let them trade for him? That doesn't make sense. Um, Okay, so he does that. Oh, and mind you guys, a lot of you guys always say, wow, the C's did Isaiah Thomas dirty. Just so you guys know, Isaiah Thomas was rotting on the fucking Suns bench. 
until Ainge traded for him, a first-round pick for him, and gave him his shot. He had his best season as a Celtic. Yeah, I understand it sucked that his sister died, but can't nobody here say with a straight face that they don't trade Kai, uh, Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie? That shit is a no-brainer. You make that trade 10 out of 10 times, 1,000 out of 1,000 times. So let just just let me get that out there. That's complete bullshit that everybody says that because every GM would have made that trade. Anybody would have made that trade. So let's get that out the way. Um, so that goes down whatever. That's when all the stuff starts coming out. He didn't like living in Boston. They didn't make sense. Why even let them trade for you if you don't even want to be there? From the rip. So why even let them trade for you? Whatever. Uh, so that comes out. And it's just like, okay, that sucks. And then down the road, you start hearing that report that, oh, a lot of the players have problems because Gordon Hayward was getting force-fed the ball. And it's like, oh, yeah, it sucks that Gordon Hayward was getting force-fed the ball. But you, you guys got to think about it. These This team really, really thought they were going to make it to the championship. They thought they had the talent to get there. So, as a coach, I kind of like I kind of see what Brad was trying to do. Brad was trying to get Gordon ready to have him like in tip-top shape by the playoffs. You know, it's another weapon against the Warriors. When you think about it, you need every single weapon against the Warriors. The team is that good. It's just how it goes down. So uh, that's one thing. You know, that report comes out. Everybody starts just just ragging on on gordon and it's like uh, gordon and brad it's his guy it's like man you guys gotta quit that you guys gotta be smart enough to know that they're trying to get him ready so he can help in the in the finals because they, they the whole time i'm pretty sure they thought they were making the finals until all the bullshit was going down so that report kind of sucks you know that that report comes out and then you have the report that uh Kyrie was really upset I forgot who they lost to, but Kyrie's like he they they the team shot terrible, and then they flew to Miami. So he's over here shooting, and don't nobody join him because they're just like fed up with them. They're like fuck you, dude. We don't want nothing to do with you. So then they fly to Miami, and uh, I guess they got there at two in the morning, and he's like all and no and and instead of going to bed. Like, some of the young guys, they never said who, just some of the young guys, they go party. Everybody knows that the clubs in Miami stay open until 5, 7 of the morning. So, I guess he didn't like that. And then it's just, it just kind of, everything just kind of spiraled out of control into the playoffs. Took them fat L's. And now we're here. Kyrie is a net now. Boston's done with them. And now Boston has Kemba. I think uh, both of those guys... You know, Kem- and in the- Kemba's in a good situation. Kyrie's obviously in a good situation for himself. He's in the situation he wanted to be, so that's good. I'm just saying, like, I see why why Celtics fans hate Kyrie. They have every reason to hate him. He promised them that he was going to re-sign there, and at the end of the day, he was kind of like, fuck you guys, I am not re-signing here. I'm out. I'm going to go play for the Nets at home. And, yeah, that's pretty shit. And, yeah. But it's cool. Yeah, he got what he wanted, and now the the seeds have Kemba, and it's cool for them because Kemba actually wants to be there. Yeah, and that shit pretty much kind of sums up the whole Kyrie drama. Why seeds fans hate him? 
Like, because I know there's a lot of people out there on social media that are like, why, why do you hate him? Why do you hate him? Well, for one, the man destroyed the 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 championship run. You know, the team was good enough to try to to get to the championship. He destroyed that by being like a jerk to everybody. So they hate him for that. They hate him for not resigning like he said he would. He went back on his word. You know, so they have every reason to hate him. So, but now, whatever. He's in a good place. So is Kemba. So good for both of them. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much it on that. Just wanted to summarize that because a lot of people don't really know what's going down with that. It's just like a lot of people on social media just think that they hate that the C- that Celtics fans hate Kyrie just to hate him. No, they hate that man because he fucked up. That's why they hate him. There's just no other way of putting it. He fucked up, and that's it. Fuck it. That's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes Fatboy Takes. Your boy's tired of talking. I'm pretty sure you're tired of hearing me talk. This is the loudest. This the loudest. This is the longest podcast I've had. 33 minutes long. I'm sorry I talked your fucking heads off. But as always, thank you for supporting. Thank you to whoever follows. Thank you to whoever spends their time listening to me. Uh, it means a lot to me because you guys can be doing way better shit with your time. So the fact that you guys take the time out of your day to listen to me makes me feel good. Thank you. Hopefully, I'll keep doing this. Uh, yeah, but pretty soon, I'm going to, like I said earlier, I'm going to start talking about fantasy soon. Maybe I'll start talking about football more now that the camps are opening. And I will definitely get that doctor on the show so we can go over some of these injuries that the players have. I want to talk, uh, I will do a pod with my, with, with my buddy that, he's not a doctor, but he's a PT. Obviously, he works with, with the he helps people rehab when they have injuries, so he knows his shit. Uh, he has a master's, a doctorate, and all that. Uh, so, yeah, he knows his shit. I'm not just talking just to talk that shit, you know. I really do know somebody that knows his stuff when it comes to your, you know, to rehab on your body when it comes to getting a serious injury. So I'll do a part. I'm going to do a part with Tim soon. He's just been really busy studying. Um, and, yeah, so, yeah, so talk about that. Uh, have a good day, guys. Take care. Have a great night. Also, stay cool. It's hot as hell in Cali. Peace out.